Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. If you have big ambitions for 2024 and you feel like you don't know where to start or maybe you need some more tools in your arsenal, today's show is going to be a huge value add. We have growth expert Clint Murphy, who's the host of the Growth Guide podcast, and he's a prolific writer on X, which is how I found him. I actually just DM'd him and asked him to come on the show, and he was so kind to come on, and we do three episodes together, very different episodes, all of which you're going to love. Today, he's going to break down success into three simple steps that anyone can follow, vision, plan, and action. You're going to learn how to clearly define your goals, map out a plan to achieve them, and build small daily habits that compound over time, and apply progress from any area in your life to another to achieve fulfillment in all other areas. Most specifically, we're going to talk about exercise. I will forewarn you, there are some places where there's a little bit of colorful language, but I think it's kind of appropriate for the discussion that we are having. Sometimes we all just need a little kick in the pants, and Clint is definitely going to provide that. But before we get started today, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter adaptation, you should definitely check it out. Every Friday, I send a newsletter out with simple tips for your mind, body, and recovery that's rooted in the latest scientific literature or new tools that I find to be useful for my life. This isn't a spam-free email. This is just something that I send out to be a value add to you. So you can check it out by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Clint, it's uh, the new year and a lot of people are going to start making goals, setting these lofty plans of what they're going to achieve. And the research shows that most people quit week one for sure. 50% are done by the end of January. And I don't want to get into all the manifestation stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I was reading on your site, which is fantastic, by the way, an article about it said the law of attraction, but you really you capitalize the words action. And I want to talk to you about doing the hard things that need to be done to become successful in any area. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Let's dive into the law of attraction, if you will, and the reason we emphasize the word action. So manifestation, definitely very important. Like have your have your mood board, have a picture of where you want to be. More importantly, write down your goals. We all wonder if that Harvard study was real, the one where they divided people into in the groups that had set goals and the group that had set goals had achieved more, even though it was such a small portion of the group, had achieved more than everyone else in the class combined. And so you look at that and say, okay, so there is some power to goals. There is some power to writing something down on paper to say, I'm going to do this. The big but is you have to do it. Yes, the universe will conspire to bring to you what you're desiring to do, but it will only conspire if you take action. And Eric, you've heard the joke probably of the person that's in the flood. They're praying to God, God save me, God save me. And all of a sudden, these guys come by in a boat and they're like, hey, jump in, we got you. And he's like, I'm okay, 
God's going to save me. And then the boat leaves. And then a helicopter comes and they drop the rope down. And the person is like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And a few more of these happen and the person passes away. And they say, they meet God and they say, God, you said you were going to save me. Like I prayed. And God said, well, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. You had to take some action. Like you actually had to to get on the boat or climb the rope. And so that is what you and I are talking about is you can do as much planning. You can do as much goal setting as you need, but ultimately success comes down to doing the work that is required for success day in, day out. And Eric, I break that down into three steps. Do you want to dive into those three steps? Let's do it. Okay. So I've been talking to my boys since one of them was 10, one of them was seven, around 10, it starts to click about three steps that matter in your life. And and whether it's seven habits, whether it's Ray Dalio and his principles, they all really boil it down to these things. Know what you want to do. So that's the mission. Number two, and maybe that's where the attraction comes in with all the manifestation is this is what I want. Right. It's like clear vision, like have a vision for what you want. Yeah. Vision. In some of my documents, I'll put vision. So that's the vision. Number two is have a plan to achieve it. So Ray Dalio breaks that into two steps. Ray Dalio uh, says that you need to understand the roadblocks in your way, and you need to understand how you will overcome those roadblocks. Hmm. I simply break that into know what you need to do. And in today's day and age, that's simpler than it's ever been because you can find so many people who have or are on the path to achieving what you want to achieve in your life through Google. Everyone always asks, <laughs> well, where did you find that information? Well, Google or ChatGPT now. Yeah. And you figure out, okay, how do I get to where I want to go? And you create the path. So vision and then plan. Those are the first two steps. And already, Eric, you already know a lot of people fail even with those two steps. Right. So I, I'm going to lose weight in 2024. That's kind of number one. That's kind of the vision. What's the plan? Like, what, what's the plan? You're going to go to the gym? You're going yeah. to eat less? Like, how are you going to do it? So you got to have the vision, then you have to have the plan. And then number three, this is what it all boils down to. My oldest son was asking me what apps to get for productivity and so many things he wants to do and how to track them. And I was like, son, the number one thing to do is to just get up and do it. And, and so... The last one is you have to wake up. Like when you have that plan, you have to wake up every day and you have to take action towards the plan, which drives towards the vision. And even if that plan or that vision is 10 years from now, you have to have that 10-year vision, break it down into annual goals, break those all the way down into quarterly goals, break the quarterly goals down into what are you going to achieve each month, Now you've got monthly goals that you can break down into weekly check-ins. And then you can break that down ideally all the way to daily habits. Because when you and I jumped on before we started recording, you talked about behavior change. And if you can break something down to a daily habit, then you can stack that daily habit over time and compound it to achieve the vision. Compounding. That's the only way I've found success. Let's talk about compounding. For sure. For sure. So for those who aren't listening or aren't as aware of compounding, we always think of it financially, right? We think of 
you lend someone $100 at a 10% interest rate. So in year one, you get $10. But now your loan outstanding is $110. So in year two, you get $11. In year three, you get $12. And it just keeps compounding. And over time, that compounding, I always say it goes slow until it goes fast. Because you're moving like this, and, and I'm not sure if people are going to be seeing the video, but for those who are envisioning, this is the classic hockey stick graph, where it's going gradually, and then all of a sudden, the curve just picks up, and it goes parabolic. That's what compounding does in terms of your money. What people don't see, though, Eric, is that compounding also works in every single area of our lives positively, and unfortunately for everyone who's listening, negatively. And the negatively tends to tie to things like weight gain, sleep deprivation, burnout from work, exhaustion. And that's because you're taking small incremental, I'm only gaining 0.5 pounds per day as an example. But if you're doing that over a one-year period, the curve just really starts to go negative on the weight gain. And so looking at it and saying, how can you use that compounding to move yourself forward in life? I love it, man. Especially from like, you know, you think about from a physical domain, getting stronger is like falling out of a boat. It's that easy. You just like Milo and the cow, right? You just, Milo lifted up the cow one day. The cow grew, he grew. He lifted up the cow. By the time Milo's a full-grown man, he's lifting up a massive like bull, right? It goes into every single area of our lives. We're just some of us are just more disciplined in some areas and less disciplined in others. A friend of mine used to say, discipline breeds discipline. Oh. And it's like if you can dominate one area, you have that confidence and the ability to go, now I have a model to do it again and again. And again, none of us are perfect. We're all flawed. But this is what I see. And I, I love this. It's like really simple. Did you ever see the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary that just came out? I haven't watched it yet. I should. I used to. You're not going to be surprised probably that, you know, 17 through 21, I was a gym rat. And I was obsessed with Arnold. Obsessed. Yeah. Dude, you're going to love this. And I'm watching this and I'm taking notes in my phone. And uh, I, I'm a writer for Inc. on the side. I'm like, I'm going to write an article because there's one thing he kept talking about. He had a clear, for every stage of his life, as an, a bodybuilder, as an actor, as a politician, as a businessman, he had a clear vision of what he wanted. And then he worked his butt off to get it. 100%. And the funny thing is, like, I had all these notes. I went to write. And guess what? Somebody at Inc. had already beaten me to the punch. Oh. On the exact same article from the same, oh. it was crazy. It was that good. It was that clear. But I think everybody should, you know, see will be successful in accident. And so when I read this, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for like putting this out there. As a father, you mentioned your boys. I mean, is this what you're just constantly preaching to your kids is like, just write it yeah, down, I, have a plan and like, do it? Yeah. And often we as parents become the internalizer. So our kids will tell us what they want and, and we'll work with them to create the plan and, and then put the steps in place so they can achieve it. It makes me think, Eric, like I'm so hard on my oldest son and that I was talking to another parent last week where his team had just won the uh, football provincial championships. So similar to states, 
you know, it's not quite Texas, but it's for football. It's, I mean, it's big, right? And that yeah, was, yeah, it's a big deal. He's in grade 10. So now he's won three years in a row. So he won in grade eight, won at JV twice now. And very excited for him, right? He was a starter on the offensive line. And he is also on the school's basketball team. And that basketball team has won the provincials two years in a row. So now they're starting the march for three. So he could be at the end of grade 10 and have six provincial championships. You can imagine coming from Texas if you were a kid. This is a big deal. Was done grade 10 and you had six state championships, you'd be like, holy shoot. Like, that's never. (laughs) I was talking to a guy at lunch whose son went to that same school. We were talking football. And then I mentioned I was flying to Victoria that day for a basketball tournament. And he's like, oh, he's on like, He's on the basketball team because the basketball team is football. Like there's 75 kids on the team. You're making the team. They don't cut until varsity. But the basketball team is known for cutting. And let's say he's bottom five guys on the team, right? So there's 15 guys. He's bottom five. So not getting a lot of minutes in critical moments. But he said like, oh, he must be an extremely good athlete. And I just like my answer was, well, he's okay. Like he doesn't play much in basketball. And he was like, well, yeah, but he, he, he made that team. Like, that's a hard team to make. So where I'm going with that is I have a habit of not viewing things through the lens of the accomplishment, but through the lens of the process. Yeah. And, and when I take a step back, I was being hard on him because it, like that kid does what it takes. Each of those teams, you're probably not surprised by this uh, being down in Houston, is After school for two and a half hours, they practice during football season, five days a week. They start in August before the school year starts, and then they do the same with basketball. So they do the daily reps required to achieve the goals, and then he does outside of that. He does after-school basketball. Now we've just signed him up with a strength and conditioning coach, so he's going to be doing strength and conditioning Hmm. before school. So he has his plan. I want to play college football. I need to gain... 20 to 40 pounds. I need to be stronger, faster, etc. I'm going to do everything it takes every single day on that two-year path so that when I hit varsity and I finish the varsity provincials, I have a scholarship offer in place. Mm-hmm. So yes, like the kids are embodying that and it's been more with the oldest. The youngest starts high school next year. So I have to start doing that with him. But this all comes down to, you hinted at it with Arnold, What I refer to it as is build your get shit done muscle, (laughs) right? In your get shit done muscle, I always try to start it for people with physical. If you can imagine, if you go back to my son, knock on wood, God permitting, like he finishes grade 12 and he's got five football provincial championships. The mental fortitude to be on that team as a starter and to play the games, and and to fight through the injuries, et cetera, et cetera. The lessons he's learned by doing that can 100% be applied to school to get good grades. They 100% can be applied to being a great employee, to being a business owner. So every time you set yourself a challenge and you achieve it, you're teaching yourself that you're the type of person that can achieve challenges. And so you start as small as possible, Eric. For the people that are listening, law of action, don't go out and be like, I'm going to run an Ironman 
next month. Start with the smallest possible thing you can achieve it. Milo and the cow. You start small. You start with that baby cow. You lift it up. The cow gets bigger. You lift it up. You keep going. So start as small as possible. Keep taking that next goal. Be consistent. And over the course of one, two, three years, the level of the goals that you'll be setting for yourself are exponentially larger than when you started. Before you take off today, if you found this episode useful, do me a favor, leave us a rating on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, as this is one of the best ways that you can support the show. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.